What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2. Another week. What's good, guys? I'm excited for this one, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah this, is a good, this is a good week. We, we get to chat with David Ortiz, Big Poppy, the tormentor of so many Yankees fans for so many years. <laughs> hey, we got a lot of Red Sox fans who listen to R2C2, too. We do. And we want to show them love. And then I think the cool thing about Poppy, see, is whether you are a Red Sox fan, Yankee fan, any fan, this is just a dude who's, he's just a great guy. He's a wonderful listen, truly wonderful. Oh, man, he's such a, a good dude, and he's always been the same, man. I, I met him my rookie year with Tory Hunter and um, Jock Jones and, and Matt Lawton, and um, he was the same guy he is now. And uh, it's fun to actually get him on the pod now and, and uh, to see him going to the Hall of Fame. So we're excited this week. And so before we uh, get to, to Poppy, which we will in just a moment, see, I just got to say congrats to you on the graduation of Lil C. You are the father of a high school graduate. Is that crazy? Oh, man, it's so crazy. We had a good, good, good weekend, man. We had uh, the graduation on Saturday. We had 25 people out. We had a big party uh, here in Jersey, and it was good, man. It's uh, He's excited. You know what I'm saying? He's leaving at the end of the month. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to have a high school graduate, though. I mean, you know, uh, makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. And with a nine-month-old now, man, I can't even imagine. Like, hey, it's, it's crazy. I was that, that whole day, Saturday, I was just looking at, like, old baby pictures and, you know, things of, of him, like, playing Little League and stuff. And it makes you emotional. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Uh, had to do a speech, got super emotional, but got through it. So it was, uh, it was a good weekend, man. Yeah, I yesterday, mean, I, yesterday, uh, so I'm sorry, what were you about to say? No, no, I was just going to say, I know you texted the group chat that you you, you kept crying, and I can oh, only imagine, man. man, I can only imagine. Uh, So yesterday, I did the Mile Rashad thing where I was out on the field, NBC yeah. Sports, right? Yeah. But then after that, we went to the Stranger Things experience out in Brooklyn. How was that? Fire, cuz. Really? Yeah, you might need to check that out before it leaves. It's like an, it's like a experience this shit is wow. dope it's super 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 dope that's we cool, had a good man. time yeah that's so really like cool. doing those type of things as a family like we know that our time is limited you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah yeah so we just we're gonna try to do as much stuff between now and you know june 20th when he leaves um together just the six of us that's awesome man that is awesome oh so cool and by the way i didn't get to see you on the broadcast yesterday morning but Troy Benjamin, our outstanding Yankees producer, was blown away by your performance. He was like, CeCe is phenomenal. How now, I I'll give it like a, a B minus because I wasn't really on. You really? know what happened with the with the uh they had we they had us with the little headsets. Yeah. But they were super staticky. And oh, the producer tough. was talking in my ear and the guy, like yeah. there was a lot going on at the beginning on the field. But once I got it down, it I got a little better, but I give myself a B minus. I wasn't. I don't think I was. I don't think I was that great. Was this a gateway drug to more television Negative. baseball appearances Negative. for you? Absolutely not. <laughs> and like the, the game got long. You're like I had to wait there for the post game. I'm like, fuck. Hey, <laughs> let me tell you something. Those hour fifty one minute women's college basketball games oh, I do, they man. feel pretty nice, man. They yeah, feel pretty nice. Like waiting for the yeah. post game is some yeah. bullshit. Yeah, like man. That. Yeah. Hey, I get it. When I get Every, when I, everything pregame was fine. Everything yeah. pregame was fine. I got yeah. there early. I fucking went in the clubhouse, ate some breakfast, like hung out, 
did my little pregame shit, you know, met with the yeah. managers and all of that shit. That was fine. Yeah. What, I'm like, if I could have left in like the third inning, fourth yeah. inning, I would do that all the time. Yeah. But the post game is what kills me. You you need a Phil Rizzuto schedule where you just kind of leave the games early. You know? Yeah. That's what you if I, if I yeah. got a bounce, I got a bounce. <laughs> That's it. I, got... <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, congrats to you on uh, your big baseball telecast debut and more importantly on Lil C's graduation. See, thank you. Great, great weekend in the Sabathia house and a great day for the R2C2 family because we get to chat with a man headed to the Hall of Fame this July, a three-time World Series winner, a 10-time All-Star. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to enjoy this listen. Just the, the the incredible stories, the nuance. I mean, some great Yankee Red Sox stuff with David Ortiz. This is just a really awesome conversation. And uh, we dive right in with David and C both talking about the experience of their sons coming up in baseball right now. So without further ado, here is Big Poppy, David Ortiz on R2C2. Let's dive right back into this conversation you you guys were having because you what's amazing is you both have sons as part of this next generation of young baseball players. It's incredible. See, we talk about it all the time. You talk about it with you know, Andrew Jones's kid as well. But David, you and see, you guys are both just talking about how dedicated this generation is already, how, how, how much they concentrate on this sport and, and just being right for their game, right? Yeah. I'll let Poppy go and talk about D'Angelo. It, it is sometimes scary, but in a good way, the way our kids are going at it. And if you don't, like, if we don't talk about it, people will know. Because mm -hmm. for, for, for some people, like I saw Shaq, they say, I'm rich, not my kid. I'm the one who put the word together. So they got to put their word together to get to where I'm at. And that's the big example of the way we raise our kids. Like, I don't easily handle things to my kids and know any other way. Like, like I support my kids on everything. I would, like, my kids got me right here. Mm -hmm. They just don't act like it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like, like my kids, like for example, D and my younger son, David, they grow up into baseball, right? Okay. Understood. But you would think, okay, I mean, he's his son. He got to eat. He don't have to work hard. He don't have to do this. He don't have to do that. It's a totally opposite. Like, I had to tell my kids sometimes, hey, why don't you uh, this weekend get them off and then go and do something with your homies? So, you know, no, 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 that. That, like, sometimes, like, like I it get to be to the point where, like, it's a weekend and I want to chill because I work during the whole week. I do want to go to the gym. Do want me to go watch and hit him back in practice. It's not, it's not like that. Can we go to the beach or to a restaurant or shopping? No, no, no. It's work, 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 work. And then all of a sudden, you see this kid being successful. And then some people mind, they be like, oh, he got it easy because he was 60 son. Yeah. No, 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 no. In baseball, 
that doesn't exist like, oh, because he sees his son, he got a medical ability. No, it's either you have it or you don't. It's either you put the dedication and the discipline or you're not going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I will get, I will get, they have more pressure because they are our kids. Yeah. They got to work even harder. They got to work twice as hard as we, as we did. And they have to work. And and, and they want it more because they grew up in it and it's not theirs. You know what I'm saying? So they feel, they feel more pressure than we ever did. It was a dream for us. It's their life. You know what I'm saying? Like they grew up in, in, in Fenway, D'Angelo. Lil C grew up in Yankee Stadium. Like they grew Mm -hmm. up in the best baseball atmospheres ever. You know what I'm saying? Around champions, around Dustin Pedroia, around Manny Ramirez, around Derek Jeter. You know, Lil C grew up with Aaron Judge. He's closer to Aaron Judge than I am. You know what I'm saying? So, like, (laughs) these things, like, they see all of that. Like, Lil C would always just say to me, like, why can't I just move to DR and just play baseball all day? Like, what do I need to go to school for? You know what I'm saying? Like, that they dedicated to the game. and, And like you said, I would give my kids anything. I would give Lil C anything. They don't ask for nothing except to go for work. For, for anything except for, to go work. And I think, you know, I mean, it's a testament to our wives being able to raise them so well and, 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 and you know, just them. Like, I had to, at the graduation the other day, I thanked Lil C for being him. You know, everybody wants to talk about how easy he had it or, or this and that. But I just thanked him that every time I see an adult in the gym or out or something, they always come up to me and say, man, your son is so respectful. He shakes my hand. He looks me in the eye and all of those things. That's all I could ever ask for, you know, from my kid. That's the greatest compliment ever. So we got to give their mom an incredible amount of credit mm -hmm. on the way those kids are. Because you know what? More likely we're overgoing. Yeah. Our career is travel, 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 travel. Mom got to be there with them 24-7, more than what we even wanted to. Oh, yeah. Because we had to travel all the time. And those kids are the way they are. I mean, they had the respect because they know that when if they ever run into trouble, they got to face us. Yeah. But mom <laughs> was there. Mom was there when 24-7 guiding them and telling them, how to do things, you know what I'm saying? And those kids, man, I'm telling you, exactly the same thing that I see about little C is exactly the same thing that people see about B and about yeah. the rest of our kids, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's the way it is. But like I say, man, it's impressive. It's impressive, you know, and we are blessed. See, let me tell you, we are extremely blessed to have kids that instead of just wanting everything to be handled, they want to hustle. They want to get their own thing. You know, D'Angelo, this day, he was on a road trip. And after the first game, he called me, hey, Pop, man, I can't believe the way they booing me. I can't believe the way he got cream on me. I can't believe the way I went like, hey, as part of the game, you got to handle it. We respect. We respect. Don't you ever get distracted by, and all of a sudden I had a funny reaction because that would stay with you forever. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what the answer is? Putting it together on the field, do what you got to do, and control what you can control. 
that's what the game is all about. Now, Poppy, D'Angelo, he plays with Manny's son, right? Yeah. On one of his teams? And Gary Sheffield. Right now he's playing with Manny, uh, Gary Sheffield. I talk to all of them all the time. And Pedro Martinez's son. Yeah, Pedro's son. All of them in the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know know he's messing with all of them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So are you – have there been any games where all four of you guys are in the stands together? We put it together because the season just began. Yeah. And and I talked to uh, uh, Gary the other day. Gary was into something uh, in New York. Yeah. I got back to the Dominican and not even tracking Manny to see if we can all go for a, for a homestand and get together and, and watch them play. That would be crazy. Is Duque son on that team too? Or is El Duque son? No, he's I, playing somewhere else. No, I think he's playing somewhere else. But I heard that he was somewhere else but in the same league. I think he's in that league. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, Man hey, Ruko, there's so many legacy kids out there. You know what I'm saying? Man. I mean, you see Bobby Witt Jr., what he's doing in the big leagues, but – I mean, just in this class, Drew Jones and um, uh, Carl Crawford, Justin Crawford, um, yes. uh, Jackson Holiday. Like, it's some real, some real big time players that are coming that are legacy kids, man. It's fun to watch. That's crazy. You know what? It's like you guys have your own Skywalker saga. You know, I mean, like <laughs> Star Wars wise, this is it. We get to see the next generation of Jedi coming through, man. Right. I love that. That is fantastic. How about, you know, you guys facing each other? You know, we've never had you on, uh, David. So this is our first chance to to get to to dive into so many things with you as, you know, one of the great luminaries of the game. And so the matchup between you two, see, you did pretty well. You, you held David to 225 batting average, all right? 16 for 71. He did get you for two bombs. I was about to say he but, got homers, though. Yeah, but 17 strikeouts. David, what do you what, what do you remember most about face and C? C was not a fun event. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. CC had the best slider I have ever seen coming from a left-hander. Wow. Until the last day he pitched. <laughs> because let me tell you, people sometimes, I was a fastball hitter. They, I was a, a dead red fastball hitter. You know what I'm saying? And when I know that a guy have a good slider, with good breaking ball, with good change, I will make an adjustment to it. But CC was the type of slider that fade away from you. And he had like different... He he had he had the way, and that's what makes this is so good. He had the way to uh, slow you down with the slider or find you hard with it. It all depends what he was looking for at the moment. He will locate his fastball. Remember when I first see it at the beginning, this was ninety nine hundred. Yeah, you couldn't see where he was coming from <laughs> at all. <laughs> like like I'm telling you, like even right handed batter. We'll have issues. We see the way he was locating and using his pitches because this wasn't a thrower. Like it's what I'm trying to explain, Johnston nowadays about pitching. Pitching is not about who throw the hardest. It's about who keep hitter off of balance at the most. You know what I'm saying? And CC will know when to pound you with those 99. Boom get you up for balance and then once 
you're ready to pull that trigger on a fast pitch, let me slow you down with a slider. Or if you are a right-handed batter, let me slow you down with a change. You know what I'm saying? That's why CC was so successful during his career. You know what's crazy is that you say those numbers, and, and it didn't feel that way against Poppy because he was so patient. Even in the days like when I faced him with the Twins, and, and like it went earlier in my career, I didn't have the control that I wanted to to be able to like. He was so patient, and he made you throw like fastballs over the plate, and like I, I just couldn't get myself to give it up because I knew if I threw it over the plate, he's gonna hit like the fact the, yeah. the one homer he hit way down the line in right field in Fenway. It was like a, it was a good heater up here, and he was all over it. So I just knew I, like I couldn't throw anything over the plate. You know what I'm saying? So like. It was always like a three-two count, a two. It was always deep counts because I was never gonna throw him a fastball that he could actually get the barrel to. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know and, I, and yeah. I always pl- faced them in tough places. So if I threw it in in Yankee Stadium, it's three thirteen down the line. Yeah. If I throw a fastball yeah. away in Fenway, he's gonna pepper it off the wall. Yeah, so it was, yeah. So it was always yeah. hard to throw him fastballs. Like I would have to like talk myself up to throw him a fastball over the plate. It's it's like for, it's crazy. So our, our counts were always deep, always. I had a conversation with David Price once he got to uh, to Boston because in, during one playoff, and let me tell you, David was exactly at the same level uh, during his time with Tampa that Sisi was the good oh, fastball, yeah. the good slider. You know, he knows. We had the exact play. same stuff. Like, especially when, when he when he developed the changeup, we had the exact yes. same stuff. We had the same exact stuff same because stuff. That was the third pitch that he was needing because the thing is we 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 uh we pride it was that his slider was more of a cutter mm-hmm. than than the sharp slider. And I'm talking about at the beginning of his career because at, at some point he kind of give up on a couple of miles to slow down his fastball to get that sharpness on, on his slider. slider. Yeah. And that's when he really became to be a better pitcher. And it was during that one playoff that I hit a couple of homers for him. When he came to Boston and we had that conversation, and it was like, you basically taught me about the way you were going to execute me during those playoffs. Because you can just give up on your fast, but just because it was hit, mm-hmm. you you can think of wait a minute. How about if I didn't locate it the way I wanted? It? Nah, but you know what though, left on left when like if left on left and a guy turns your heater around, I'm not throwing it to him again. You know what I'm saying? Especially you, yeah. like especially you, like if if you turn if you turn my heater around, like I I might as well just walk you. You know what I'm saying? Like I got yeah. nothing that day. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. If you locate your fastball well and the guy hit it, okay, I understand. Now, it's different, see, if you make a mistake and you left it all over the place. Because yeah. you know that when you name, your last name on your jersey is Sebastian, it's Pedro Martinez, it's David Price, you know, hitter, they're going to be more active because you guys are not out there making mistakes every day. Yeah. You know, it's different than when you face a second, third, fourth, fifth pitcher that had a tendency to make more mistakes than you guys. That's why when you guys don't have it going on, 
is different than when any other pitcher don't have it going on. Yeah. Some 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 other pitchers, not at you guys' level, can get away with some type of thing. You guys don't get away, and you know that. That's why these guys are the best of the best because this guy had to be on every time they step on the mound. Yeah, because guys are you definitely gonna be more guys. Guys are definitely gonna be more aggressive against me. To you know, like any mistake that they see that they're gonna swing at, Rico. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I saw especially early in the game. I saw that when I played with Pedro. Pedro had to stay sharp the whole time. Mm-hmm. The minute he he slowed down all the day. I mean, we are human beings. Even if, like our mentality is ready to go, 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 go every day. You know what I'm saying? But just because your mentality is ready to go, go, go every day, that doesn't mean that your body gonna be ready to go, go every day. So it's going to be some days that you're going to hit bottom. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But this guy, unfortunately, or, or let's let's call it, let's say that was the best weapon that guys like C.C. Pedro, David Price had. It was that they know what was their situation on a daily basis. It's like me. I had to learn as a hitter to be patient because I know pitchers who's going to try to get me. And I, if I was a pitcher, I would do exactly the same thing against David Ortiz. Let me try to get David Ortiz chasing pitches out of the strike zone just to see if he, he chases. Because you know what? I was not a good hitter of a pitches out of the strike zone. I had to stay in the strike zone. I had to work every day on how to stay in the strike zone from my the bottom of my chest to my knee. And then when you go uh, uh, north to south, I got to. I had to learn that part of the game so that I can be successful. I mean, guys like, let's say, Vladimir Guerrero, even Robinson Cano. Those mm-hmm. guys were capable of he ball off off the plate better than anybody I have ever seen. But in my case, I had to stay on the song. Otherwise, I would get in trouble. What was the? You know, what's funny is thinking about matchups between you two later in your career see that one of your most like explosive fist pumps ever I think was when you struck out Poppy oh, with hey, the listen. bases loaded right nah you know what <laughs> somebody just asked me about this the other day yeah. I, it, it might have been Lil C but we were sitting on the couch and we were watching college baseball and the guy struck out a guy he fist pumped him on all that and Lil C was like have you ever fist pumped against one of your boys and I was like yeah I actually did but it, it was against Big Poppy but it wasn't because that it was it was the umpire was pissing oh, me off. Yes, you yes, remember, remember that. that? It was the umpire. I, I had walked whoever was before that. him, and I thought I got through a couple close pitches against him, and he wasn't yes. calling them. So I was more pissed at the umpire. But I remember yeah. Poppy's reaction. He was just walking off like, "Oh, okay, yeah. like you're gonna do yeah, that against me." <laughs> but it was more against the umpire. It's more against the umpire now. Well, you know what? But, Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you two things based on that. Yeah. First of all. The way we used to go at it, mm-hmm. it was at that type of level. Because you know what? I I watch a lot of games nowadays, and the kids are getting the wrong idea about the way how to enjoy things. It's embarrassing the way they do it nowadays. I, I believe I thought not not all the time, but the way they go some about type of situation. Yeah. The way about it, it's a little embarrassing because, for example, this guy right there, in a couple of years, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. 
thanks God I was able to be inducted into the Hall of Fame not too long ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way they raised Sissy and the way they raised me, he was basically telling you, for you to be able to do something like that, you got to represent something very special in the game. Nowadays, you have two days in the big league, and you feel like you can do whatever you want, and it doesn't go down that way. Right, yeah. see? That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I think they also raise us uh, uh, like in a military base when it comes down to baseball. I think that baseball, even even back in our days, should be a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. So people get to sit down and, 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 and wanting to watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, look, man, you know what? This is my boy right here. Yeah. And now we have mad respect for him. But guess what? When we crossed those two lines, it was you on you and me on me. Let's see yeah. who's the best. You know you what remember, I'm saying? But do you remember telling me that, though? Like, when you was in Minnesota, remember that one time me, you, Law, uh, Tori, and Jock, we all went out. And we, I was in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think it was me and Milt that came, and it was all of y'all. And you, well, you was talking to me about it. You was like, like I'm going to have you back. Cleveland. Yeah, I was in Cleveland. You was like, I'm going to have your back forever. Yeah. But when we get in between those lines, I don't care if it's Tory, I don't care if it's Jock, I don't care who it is. Go get their ass. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of like, Ew. I took yeah. that to heart. You know what I'm saying? We had I was that always, conversation. We had that conversation. We, we had, had that, that conversation. conversation. And we were and, just beginning. Yeah, we and even Ruko. But think of like, remember when I yeah. remember when I hit him? Remember it was a big deal when everybody was like, oh, Big Poppy's never yeah. hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the first person to text me after the game. It was yeah. like that's how you that's do it. shit. That's how you take that's care of your you boys. That's how that's how you take care that's of your you teammates. Yeah, I mean, so like in those moments, so yeah, it, that's yeah. interesting. So when you hit Poppy intentionally, he was the, fir- he was the first person to text. Yeah, really, and 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 David, you were like, I'm good with it. You were okay I was with it because you know what? You know what? We were hitting a lot of them, hmm. and you know what? I even heard. More respect. Matter of fact, I even have more respect for Sissy when he did it. Let me tell you why, because that's how you back up your teammate. Hmm. That's yeah. exactly how you get it done. People don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? And I went back to the dugout, to our dugout after that. And I was like, see, because we have a lot of young guys at the time. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? We were hitting. It was a couple of guys that we hit on purple, but it was a couple of guys that the guy just let go. Yeah. You know? And it was time for one of us to get plunk. You know what but, I'm saying? So is that hard though, C? I mean, is that is that hard for you to intentionally hit a friend? It was. It was. <laughs> but I but I drove home the night before knowing that, that I was gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I knew, I, I mean, I knew that we wasn't gonna get into a fight. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe the bitches oh, yeah. would have cleared, but I knew me and him wasn't gonna get into yeah. a fight. I wasn't nah. expecting him to text me right after that, though. Like, yeah. I, I like, <laughs> I, I went into that thinking that maybe he would be a little pissed off. Like, maybe we won't talk for a couple of years after this. But <laughs> yeah. I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? Derek yeah. kept getting hit. A Rod kept getting hit. Cano kept getting hit. You know that shit pisses me off. So like, yeah. I was pissed, and and, and it kind of just is. It was what it was. If I could have hit the pitcher that was doing it, I definitely would have threw it at his ass. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it just kind of it, it just kind of was what it was. And 
And I wasn't expecting him to text me, but after that, we got even closer. You know what I'm saying? Like, our our relationship got even closer after that. I tell you, you know, like, if I tell you that Yankee fans are the only fans out of every... Listen, MLB has, what, 30 teams? Right? Yeah. Okay. Out Out of all the 30 teams, on MLB, capture this. Yankee fans are the only fans that come to me and be like, "Papi," and I, I'm telling you. And this is this is the the the, the more interesting part about what I'm gonna tell you. Before they even take a picture with me, because I know they approach me to take a picture with me, but before they take the picture, they come to me and be like, "Papi." I'm a Yankee fan for life, but I respect you the way you handle a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what? I respect that. That's the ultimate compliment. You're the ultimate compliment, bro. Listen, every single Yankee fan that come to me say that. I mean, you got to see my brother and my boys that are always with me. They can tell you Exactly the same line. Yankee fans always come to me with that line. You know why? Because I wasn't the guy, you know, I was the face of the franchise for a long time. And I was always looking forward to play against the Yankees to compete, not to embarrass anyone. To compete. I even used to take my time to give advice to some of the young blood coming up to get it done right. Because this guy right here, CC, used to do exactly the same thing. CC, Mariano, Derek, all those guys used to go down the same way because we want the game to get better. This guy, this guy helped one of our pitchers with tipping after after he gave up, after he gave up a bunch of runs to him. Like really? you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like literally right after the game came came and, and called the guy and was like, This is what you was doing. Wow. You know what why, I'm saying? Like why'd you do that, David? Because I was that good. <laughs> I don't I, listen, listen. You don't need to know what's coming. I don't need to know what's coming. <laughs> Bro, listen, my teammates that I play with, they can tell you how much I used to put into Trying to be good, trying to learn how how focused I was and how much I want my teammates and how much I want the young blood to be better because I want this game to live forever. You know what I'm saying? This is the game that gave me the opportunity to have a life, to put my family in a better situation. So I had to continue delivering delivery for this game somehow, some way. And when I see kids out there coming to the big league with the talent, for example, uh, a guy like Severino coming up 100 miles an hour, young blood, coming from my hometown. I know CC was almost on his way out. I know this kid can be the face of the franchise at some point. Why not? Why not telling him what he's doing wrong? So one day I can sit down and be like, see, 
That kid, at least I say something to him one day that got him to where he at right now. That that, that, that gave me satisfaction. That 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 made me feel really good. You know what I'm saying? And and CCI, since he's been doing exactly the same thing, Tori Hunter. I mean, I can mention a whole bunch of guys that was, you know, uh, in our uh, era that it basically did exactly the same thing. And and, and now they see uh, watching the game the way it's going. I think we need more of it mm-hmm. in the game nowadays. So. So the game continue being fun to watch because we have an incredible talent right now. Like, yeah, like, do. like, like in our era, it was one CC Sebastian. Yeah. It was one CC. We are hundred miles an hour. Now, now there's a lot of kids. 70 of them. Yeah. hundred miles an hour. Something that is unexplicable. You know, like, yeah. like it, it, it is just like what it is nowadays. And that's why I keep on telling people, Guy like me, I love what I'm watching right now. You're talking about watching the best talent out there that you can ever see because it's more of the same thing. Yeah, We were blessed that we have, because you know what? I always say this to people. A lot of us get to be blessed with the, with the type of ability that you can see that it's in a different level than the rest of the league. Sissy, you were one of those guys that was blessed with that. I probably was one of those guys that was blessed with it. For sure. But you know what? That blessing that God gave us, it's not only for us to take advantage in a personal way. You had to spread the love, and that's when you earned the respect. You see, Cece is the type of guy that I haven't heard one person saying anything wrong about Cece because you know he managed himself the right way with respect, and that's why the whole league respect him. It's the same with Poppy. It's the same. Like, that's why he's the big brother to the whole league. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so interesting you put it that way, Poppy, which, by the way, I'm I, I'm going back and forth between whether or not I call you David or Poppy. But in my life, you were always... You were always Poppy, even though I didn't know you. So I... But I, I'm a, you know, I grew up a diehard Yankee fan. I'm 35 years old. When you guys came back in the 04 ALCS, I was a freshman in college. I did walks around my campus till three in the morning trying to shake off those losses with my, <laughs> with my dear friend, Bobby Preddy. And what Bobby and I, and Bobby's my, the best Yankee fan I know, what we used to always say about you is we're like, man, like, I, I, I hate facing that guy, but I love him. Like, and, and because there was something also I think that Yankee fans respected about you, at least speaking for myself, and I do think that this sentiment exists with other Yankee fans, beyond just you being a lovable guy and playing the game the right way, you were so clutch and yeah. so built for the big moment. And I think especially with that franchise, you know, Yankee fans see all players through that lens because if you can get through 162, but then you fold in October – you're not four here, right? Like, and, and they're not going to appreciate that. You have 44 home runs, but you're a 150 hitter in October. Nobody cares, you know? Who cares? Exactly. And you, David, I wanted to ask you, like, what about those moments locked you in, made you so confident? Because I swear, the feeling, and I know any Yankee fan listening to this is going to say the same thing. The feeling I had when David Ortiz came up in a big spot in October I knew exactly what was going to happen. And it happened every single time. It blew my mind. I was like, 
I just know. <laughs> I know. And it doesn't even actually have to be October. It was just clutch situations always. But I just knew game over. I knew it. Yeah. What were you? What What did you feel in those at bats that made you so good beyond just being a great hitter? You know what, though, uh, I have to give a lot of credit to Winter Ball. I don't know if you have ever been in a Winter Ball game in the playoff. Listen, what you got behind your neck coming from the fan, yeah, it's 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 it's. It's the type of feeling that you that 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 if you don't get a hit, don't even go to the parking lot. Send <laughs> <laughs> somebody to get you part in the parking lot. Send somebody out if you don't come through. You know what I'm saying? Like that environment, while I played winter ball, it was like that. Wow. Here in the Dominican Republic. Like that's why I always tell the young blood, if you can get a year or two before you get to the big league and get the opportunity to come and play in the Dominican Republic, go ahead and do it. This is the best. This is one of the best step and next scenario that you can face to get prepared to get to the big league. It doesn't matter where you come from. There's a lot of Americans that have come here to play and all of a sudden, boom. But it's because the environment, it's because the competition, it's because the toughness, it's because you're facing dynamite every day. Like the big time prospect in the big league, they, they come here and all of a sudden they want to represent in front of their family because probably this is the one opportunity that they get for the family to watch them play. And it's crazy what you get playing here and win a ball in my day. And I can even imagine in this day, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it's, 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 it's the highest level of matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this, you know, I came up to the big league with Minnesota. And when I played my very first game, at the Metrodome that I can hear the guy screaming at me clearly because it was <laughs> right, it was it was probably five thousand fans out there. <laughs> I thought of the big league with no disrespect. I thought the big league was the Dominican winner ball. <laughs> I feel more heat and more pressure playing in the Dominican than playing out there. You know what I'm saying? Then, when I go to play for the rest of, to be honest with you, I wasn't familiar with what was going on in between Red Sox and Yankees until the end of the 2003 season. That was when I got the memo. I was like, this is some serious shit right here. (laughs) (laughs) This is personal right here. See, I was like, damn, what is going on? You know what I'm saying? That was when I first first started getting the memo, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like walking back. Like those games in between Yankee and Red Sox, it was like when you play Lisey and Escogido yeah. in the Dominican Republic, or Lisey and Aguila in the Dominican Republic. 
is that type of heat, that type of pressure. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only way I can explain it. I want that. I want that pressure. I want to be like, guys, I got this. Mm. That's the way. I like. I, I swear. I don't even know how to explain it. Like people always ask me that question, and I I thought it was a moment that everybody want to be part of. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. But I realize. Not everybody want that shit. Not everybody <laughs> want. <laughs> I still got it. Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. You know, I got, <laughs> I got some thigh hamstring. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I saw it all, and I was like, yeah. okay, I yeah. guess I'm a special. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Hubie Brown, who I get to broadcast NBA games with on ESPN, who you know coached in the league for decades. He used to always say, he said, look at the huddle. So people would always ask me, why don't you draw the final play up for this guy? Why don't you get the final shot to this guy? Be like, you're sitting in that huddle and inevitably, you know, seven, eight, nine, however many guys heads are down and they're thinking, don't draw the play up for me. Don't draw the play up for me. I don't want this shot. I don't want this shot. It's like, you know why I drew the shot up for this guy? Because this guy's eyes were up. He saying, was looking at me. Yeah, I yeah. want it. Give it to me, you know? And yes, he got that. Right? You like, feel it. Yeah. You feel yeah. it. Yeah. You can tell. No. You know what? When I sit down and watch a game right now with people, people that are fans, people that never really played the game, and I hear people criticizing the play for not completing the play, for not getting that hit, for not making the pitch. Even watching basketball, I mean, watching the final. Yeah. I see the criticism coming from people, and they see that I stay quiet, even being a fan now. And they were like, what, you're not going to say something? I mean, he just means that shot right there. Or he is right out a little bit. I be like, people, remember, I live those moments. I have been in a situation. It's not fair for me to criticize because watching it from here, having a drink, mm-hmm. talking to you, homie, it's easy to make an adjustment. But when you are in it on those guys' shoes, it's a different view. All eyes on you, and you know it. You know what I'm saying? You had the best beef in garden. By the way, last night, my boy, Stefan, wow. (laughs) You watched the game last night? Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. Come on, man. You know, CeCe's a a Warriors fan I'm a Warriors fan. You already know. He's back. back He's back to the Warriors. (laughs) I know. I I was like, damn. I was talking last night. Even watching my boy coming through. You've been at you, you've been at some of these Celtics games the game, in the playoffs, right? right? Yes, yes, yes. Will you uh, will you go to any of the finals games? I probably will. I probably yeah. will. And, and uh, they're gonna go home now, play two games, and then they gotta go back and forth. And yeah. back and forth, I probably show up. Yeah. I think nice. I, I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I think I'm gonna go out to the bay if they if they make it back out to the bay. Well, they yeah. will make it Have back out to the, the bay. Have you have you been at the building on the bay? No, I haven't been to the new one. I've, I've, I haven't been since they moved to San Francisco. Bro, I went with Ara during the playoff. I mean, uh, no, no, we went. We we were shooting a commercial for Directv. Oh yeah, uh, not too long ago during the regular season. 
and we went to watch the game, that building is amazing, bro. I heard, I heard. Uh, it's unbelievable, and it's 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 in the city, so you got to go for for. <laughs> You gotta go, go and check that out, Steve. I'm gonna go check it out, yo. But getting back to to those big moments, I, like and talking about how calm you just keep yourself. For me, I had to learn how to, I guess, not want it to be like not want to be the hero so much, because like those playoffs we had in 2007 when I was still in Cleveland, we played you guys in the ALCS. I pitched horribly, but it was because I wanted to be like I wanted that Pedro Martinez moment or like. And I remember going on the website, like I was trying to get tickets for my uncle or something. And it was like, I went on the Indians website, Guardians now, but Indians at the time. And and it had like CC versus Pedro. And I remember mm. I was like, oh, this is like, this is my big moment. You know what I'm saying? Like I get to face Pedro, game one, like I'm going to win this game. It's going to put me on the map. And I went out there and fucking failed horribly. You know what I'm saying? So I had to learn how to kind of like lean on my teammates and and... Just learn that, you know, these guys are as good, too, so you can't really mm-hmm. try to, like, steal the moment. You know what I'm saying? It was always for me where yes. I was just trying to be the hero instead of, you know, just being a part of the team. And not till I got to New York did I learn, or even in Milwaukee that next year, I learned, I was like, oh, like, this team is pretty good. Like, I can lean on them, and we can work this together, and we can win. So, it, you know, it goes both ways for sure. I, I, it's a fight that you have with your own self. When it comes out, when it comes down to it, because the problem is, and I understand where you at. The problem is that, first of all, you have the talent. Because I guarantee you that those days that you fail, you had your best fastball. Mm-hmm. You feel like Superman, and your mind is good to go. So yeah. it's hard. Especially being young, it's hard to manage the whole package. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And that's why, since you say down the road, I start learning how to manage that package. Now, my emotions, I know how to distribute my emotions. I know when to use it. I know where my go go time was. I had to do exactly the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was in Minnesota, when I was in Minnesota, I didn't really have that one guy that I can learn from. Remember, when I got to Minnesota, Paul Molitor was his last year. Kirby was not playing anymore. Kirby was going, Kirby was in the front office, my idol. I used to see Kirby when we were at home, more likely. Into uh, one point, but Tori, Jack, Law, uh, uh, Eddie Guardado, uh, like Troy Hawk, mm-hmm. we all were like about, you know, the same level, mm-hmm. basically. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I don't know if you remember that during my time. It was one year that Minnesota had 14 rookies in the big league. Yeah. By the way, what the hell were we thinking? Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was like, wait a minute. I I remember that back then it was a big deal. And I was a rookie and I was like, you know, like fourteen rookie. I mean, why are they making it such a big deal? <laughs> now I like damn, fourteen what? rookies. Fourteen rookies. Oh my gosh, right? I, 
You don't have who to go to get that information. Now, I got to Boston, and then I have in the pitching side, guy like Pedro Martinez. We have a guy like uh, D'Lo. We have a guy like Jason Veritek. You have many remitted. You, I mean, I have so many where to go because in baseball, I always act like an spawn. I want to I wanna suck on information mm-hmm. the way I can get better because I always have – I wasn't a fight-tool guy. Mm-hmm. I always tell the kids this. I wasn't a fight-tool guy. I probably had three tools, but one of my best tools was the way I used to view things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? how much I wanted, how much I want to learn. You know what I'm saying? Who was my goal guy? You know what I'm saying? And what type of information I was... I remember having conversation with Paul O'Neill. I want to know why Paul O'Neill was so good. Mo Vaughn, Carlos Delgado, Jason Giambi. You know how many conversations I had with Jason Giambi? That was my guy. I asked Jason Giambi <laughs> one time, hey, G, what is that you... Because Jason... To me, it was one of the best hitters when the stake was on the bases. When mm-hmm. man was on base and Jason was coming in, it was like, it's your problem, not mine. So I, I put Jason one. I was like, Jason, seriously, what is your mentality when you go to hit with man in the scoring position? And he told me exactly the same thing that he made it look like. Papi, it's not your problem. They had to make sure that they make a pitch that you don't get a stand. Mm. If you let me stand it, you're in trouble. And when he said that to me, I was like, I never used to view it that way. I, I always thought that when I come to him with men on base, the guy was going to make my life miserable. Nah. But look at this guy's mentality. He basically told me, you know what? They're human like us, and they made mistakes just like we do. So be ready for that mistake. And that just, like, I was the guy that was doing my homework mm-hmm. because I had the ability, but I didn't develop the, uh, develop it the way because I, my mechanic wasn't well organized. I started organizing my mechanic with Manny. I see, see how important as a pitcher and as a hitter is to have your mechanic lined up. Mm-hmm. You can have a talent, that the best talent, but if you don't have your mechanic sort of down the way it's supposed to be, doesn't matter what type of talent you have. And, and, and it, being able to repeat it, whatever it is, pitching, hitting, being, being able to able do to it over it. and over and over and over again. That's it. And But to your point, like, I was going to say, I wish, like, I feel like I would have matured faster if I spoke Spanish. If if me and Bartolo had a better relationship, mm. if I could, like, talk to him and go to oh, him boy. and ask him questions before mm-hmm. he got traded, I feel like my maturation as a pitcher would have been faster than it was. I mean, it it was fine. Obviously, it all worked out. But it, it like early in my twenties, I would I would have been a lot better than I was because I was just figuring the shit out on my own. And I am a sponge. Like I, I wanted to listen and hear everything, but there was nobody like me. You know what I'm saying? Like there was real literally nobody that I could like other than Randy Johnson. You know who talked to me the most? Kurt Schilling. Every time we played you guys, he would pull me out during BP yeah. early, talk to me. How's your routine? How you feeling? Like, I remember one time it was a hot game in the in the summertime in uh, Cleveland, and I was melting out there because, like, I it, like my body language is bad. 
Like, I didn't want to be out there. And he pulled me out the next day. He just fucking lit into me. He was like, if you're going to be that fucking big, if you don't let people know that you out there dying, like, love the fucking heat. You know what I'm saying? Like, get to learn to fucking love these wow. elements. If it's cold out here, mm-hmm. learn to love the fucking cold. Like, you, your, your shit is that good that it, there should never be an excuse why you don't go out and go deep into the game. Like, this is the type of shit that he would tell me. And I feel like if I like if me and Bartolo had a relationship earlier, I probably would have been able to mature a lot faster if I had that in my locker room. You know what I'm saying? We need more of that in the gang nowadays. Yeah, we do. We need more of it because we have the talent, but sometimes the kids don't understand what the fans are expecting from us. When the fans see you making 30, 40 million dollars. And now they situation, life situation, they're expecting you to give them what they pay for. You know what I'm saying? So we need to, more people in the game that provide that information. Not with numbers and computers, with life experience. Because the only way Kurt Schilling can come to CC and blow it up on him the way he did is because he know that CC know that he know what he's talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's different than if you're the guy that you never played the game, you can't approach me like that because yeah. what am I going to... Who the hell is this guy that is trying to talk to me like that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, oh, it's so true. Our, our game need that. I, I have seen the game walking away from the veteran a little bit, understood, but the veteran is always going to be needed in the game because the veteran is a guy, the young blood. Yes. Hey, you like it or not. Poppy, before we uh, let you run, you've given us so much time and we are so, so grateful. Man, I'm just warming up. Hey, man, we love it. Well, well, well we got to get you back for a part two then. Absolutely. As okay, in, in, in person. But let's just, let's um get you out of here on this. Hall of Fame coming up. Yes. The induction, the ceremony, July 24th. Which first and foremost, there. congratulations! I'll be there. Congratulations! <laughs> I, ha, have you have you started working on the speech? Where are we at with the with the Hall of Fame speech right now, Poppy? Well, to be honest with you, um, I'm a guy that I I, I have the ability. Like the other day, uh, my man Chester, you already know Chester. Oh yeah. He uh he uh he called me to talk to me like let's start working on it. Uh when I went for my tour uh at Cooperstown, it seems like somebody knew before uh healed it. He put the other hell of a to sleep back there. <laughs> 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 because his speech was too long. So they basically have a timetable for the speech. Uh, nowadays, which is not going to be too long. It's going to be no longer than 10, 15 minutes, something like that. So, you know, in 10, 15 minutes, there's not much that you can say. So I'm not going too crazy about it, but I really going to, you know, when it comes down to it, instead of just talking about me, I'm going to take the moment to thank every single person players, coaches, people that even all the organizations, number B, 
who basically gave me the opportunity to have the career that I have because put it this way, you know, we come from nothing, bro. And this game has given us so much, you know, that look at me, like you have no idea where I come from. Like I come from the very, very bottom. I'm, 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 I'm grateful and thankful. I'm, I'm, I'm a person that I had never looked over my shoulder to anyone. I treat everyone right. I show love to everyone because I feel like I'm a blessed man. You know, God gave me the opportunity to put me in the situation that I am nowadays doing it right. You know, I have so many friends coming from, from the neighborhood that I come from, that some of them are not dead, some of them are not doing time, you know, and, and, and I never felt for it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like surviving, coming out of the hood and, and providing for my family the right way is something that the, the only way to look at it is just thank God for everything. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what my speech is going to be based on and, and, and send a big message to the young blood out there to take advantage of the moment, take advantage of the opportunity. No, Don't take anything for granted. You know, that's what we preach. That I, I think my boy Cece always preaching about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we became to be God elements to do that. To let people know that, that yeah, dreams come true, but you got to continue working hard and believe in yourself. Yeah, You know, I'm well, I'm excited. This is two years in a row for me, Ruko, that like my yeah. real friends are going into the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Last year, Derek, this year, Poppy. <laughs> yeah. So I get a chance to go back to Cooperstown. But yeah. I just want to say this on uh, at the close, like real recognize real. One, one thing about Poppy is that he's been exactly the same since the first day I met him. He's never mm-hmm. changed. Super genuine, always show love, always want to help, always cared about your family, always just super engaging, you know, throughout my 20 years that I've known him, he's been, you know, the constant big brother. So appreciate you, bro. Excited for you to go in the Hall of Fame, and I can't wait to see you in Cooperstown, man. Real OG, baby. You know how we do it. I see you out there, dog. We stay in touch and stay in the family and hit me for anything. You know I got you, baby. You already know. Appreciate it. Thank you, Poppy. You were fantastic. We appreciate you, and congrats. Hey, thank you very much. I see you, dog. See, uh, I could have listened to David all day. We're definitely going to need a uh, part two with Poppy at some point in the near future. Yeah, no doubt. Poppy's so good, man. And I mean, he like the insight that he gives you just about, yeah. you know, uh, him working with Manny and all these different guys that he had to go to when he went from Minnesota to Boston is uh, is just an awesome story. And the reason why he got so good so fast, you know? It's it's incredible, man. It was absolutely awesome insight. Loved it. You guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. Make sure you're subscribed to our new YouTube page. You can watch episodes in full on our YouTube page. Just put R2C2 in the search bar. Boom. Hit subscribe. It's free. And you get to hang out, watch every episode. And of course, you can download the pod wherever you get your podcast. Big thanks to Jackson Safon, who's helping us out. Sadie Zillow, always overseeing the program. And the inimitable Atta for all he does for R2C2 as well. See, we'll do it again next week, man. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.